John likes tech and lives in Indiana, you know Kevin likes the Dodgers and talks on the radio John plays games on Xbox and on his Nintendo While Kevin runs around LA with his mustachio It's the Lack of Genius Podcast In your ear holes at last They don't know they're Mars from Venus That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast John, great to see you You too Great to hear you Likewise. I would say great to smell you, but we are in different parts of the country, so I cannot smell you right now, but I'm sure you smell wonderful. I probably don't. <laughs> All that lawn mowing that we were talking about in the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. The lawn mowing and then went on another walk today, so. Awesome, man. Good for you getting your exercise yeah. in. That's great. Well, welcome to the Lack of Genius podcast. Um, as we just said, my name is Kevin and that's John. And well, I'll say what we're doing this episode. We are doing... Correct me if I'm if I'm mistaken, but children's singers and songwriters from our childhood mm-hmm. is that accurate, John? Yeah, I think so. And here's what we do: we we kind of get together, John and I, and we map out the weeks ahead of what our episodes mm-hmm. are going to be, and we book guests and we put it on, and we have the next few episodes booked, but we realize like, oh, wait a minute, what are we doing next week? <laughs> we didn't have anything <laughs> on the calendar, and so we just sort of last minute. I forget how it even came up, but I was thinking. I think I was just thinking about you know my own kind of. Uh, aspirations of being a child, a child singer, mm-hmm. and a, ch- a child singer, <laughs> a singer of children's songs and uh, children entertainer, and um, thought about what I liked growing up, and I threw out the name Rafi to John. Yeah. So if you don't know, Rafi is a. I'll just take take the Rafi portion really quick. He's he's was once called one of the most popular children singers in the English speaking world. This guy was huge in the uh, in the children's world. I have very specific memories of listening to cassette tapes of him in our uh, 1989 Ford Aerostar van, that uh, silver van (laughs) that we took from Southern California up to Utah and Zion National Park and all these places. And yeah, my parents, Rafi probably saved their lives because he kept us entertained and we would sing along to all the songs. Um, Probably his, his most famous song is one called Baby Beluga. He also did Banana Phone, Down by the Bay. Um, are you familiar with Rafi, John? Oh, I yeah. forget if I asked you. Okay, so you you grew up on Rafi too. Yep. So I get to I get to hog the Rafi. Now you know who I'm <laughs> doing. I literally hadn't even heard of who you're doing. Why don't you drop the name in and, and t- tell us about them? Sharon, Lois, and Bram. Yeah, those are all names. You probably recognize the song Skidamarink. I do. Is that an original song by them, as far as you know? As far as I know. Wow. Yes, get him a rinky dinky dink, get him mm-hmm. a rinky do. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That is them. That's them. And then do you specifically remember listening to them growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they also had a show or two. And so. Yeah. I wonder how I missed that. I mean, I, I think you know, I was born in the 80s, growing up in the yeah. 80s and early 90s. You know, things aren't as accessible. So you have to know about things and, and your parents have to go out and get them. Yeah. I mean, it, it may have just been a market thing. I don't know. But I will tell you, John, I deliberately didn't even Google their name. <laughs> I didn't even look at pictures of them. I am coming in with a blank slate. So <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But what I will say is I don't know that I made an easy Rafi quiz either because there was a lot, a lot of things I didn't know about Rafi and I put them in the quiz. So I, I think maybe we're on somewhat even playing ground. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. Let's, uh, I, I think we can tidy up and then we can get into our quiz, yeah? Yep, sounds good. Tidy up before we go, go any further with the show, show. Tidy up before we go, go fix our mistakes tonight. I want to get it right. 
up. That's the kind of amazing children's music I'll be making for, for your children to become. So I'll, I'll dethrone Rafi as the great, most popular children's singer in the English-speaking world. Just you wait. Um, okay, so I got a couple tidy-ups. Um, I'll, I'll start with uh, just a thank you to our guest last week, David mm-hmm. Radcliffe, who was amazing, not just for Earth Day, but every day. I mean, I... Look, I, I'm biased because A, I know him well, and B, this is my podcast. You know, this is a podcast we do together. But I just thought what he had to say was so poignant yeah. and so thought provoking and really helpful and really encouraging to kind of be like, here's what I can do to, to do my part. So, big thank you to him. Mm-hmm. And part yeah. of the reason I bring him up is because he sent me an email right after the show. He couldn't remember the name of a book by David Wallace Wells uh, about climate change. He was struggling to come up with that on the spot. It is called. The Uninhabitable Earth. So David's two book suggestions were The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells, and the other one uh, was The Day the World Stopped Shopping by J.B. McKinnon, in case you were like, oh yeah, I did want to buy those books. Thanks for reminding me, Kevin. You're welcome. So my second tidy up then is uh, what came from my sister, Erica. If you recall a couple episodes ago on the Easter episode, I confessed to killing a duck on accident, right? My family's duck, Ducky. I accidentally stepped on both of its feet uh, two separate times from each other so my sister texts me and she, she here's what she says she says that that our mom and dad never never told us as kids that I stepped on the foot twice so they protected me and didn't tell my sister and brother <laughs> that I had that I was the one who killed the duck they didn't find that out till adulthood and that's when it became an on-running joke which I totally forgot about and she's absolutely right her recollection of it was that the first time I did it, it was because we had a tire swing in the backyard and I was pulling mm-hmm. the tire swing back and wasn't watching where I was going, stepped on the duck. And then my recollection, which was probably the second time, was when my dog jumped on me and I stepped back and stepped on it. What she says is that uh, she remembers that Ducky came home with a brace and that she was told that he broke his second leg somehow and died. But they did not let me or or our brother Robert know that it was me who broke his leg the second <laughs> time. So my parents tried to protect me as any good parent would do, but the uh, the, the verdict has, uh, the judge has ruled and the verdict is in and Kevin is guilty of accidentally killing this duck i must admit now stellar coconut end up with a broken leg (laughs) then we have a pattern right (laughs) right then it's no longer accidental it's time to take a quiz or two like a genius podcast doing this for you you may fail but it ain't no lie baby it's quiz time don't really want this quiz to be tough i just want to pass one because i failed enough All right, John, we're tapping into our inner childhood today, yes? We are. Do you feel like, I mean, because we're both music fans now, do you remember mm-hmm. being really moved by music as a kid or or maybe just as much as anyone? Uh, do you have any significant memories? Just kind of curious. I, I think just the normal amount. Nothing stands out, but yeah. I mean, I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, it is interesting because I think as a kid, what's so nice is, yeah, and you being a father, you can probably attest to this, but kids love music, man. They connect yeah. to music, and that's why so many uh, like mm-hmm. educational tools are surrounded around music. And uh. I, I think that's one of the things, without trying to get too deep right off the bat, that, I, that I'm excited about doing for this episode is that music plays such an integral role of our development as human beings. And even though we mm-hmm. all develop our own taste down the line and, and any of the various genres— it all started with the the stuff that we all heard and the little songs we learned growing up. So uh, it'll be it nice does. to highlight a few of those. Yeah. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get things started here with our Rafi quiz. You ready for number one? I am. All right, let's find out a lot about Rafi's history. What country was Rafi born in? R-A-F-F-I, Rafi. What country was he born in? Was it A, Canada, B, Armenia, C, Egypt, or D, Madagascar? Well, I knew he wasn't American. If you don't know Rafi, he's, well, he's got a beard. He, as, as a child, I knew him as having a brown beard and brown hair. Now mm-hmm. he's got a white beard and, and white hair. Right. You know who always reminded me of him? Who? The guy from Ernest Saves Christmas that becomes Santa. Oh my gosh, yes. I love that you can drop an Ernest reference on me and I know who exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, he sure did. Yep, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just going to go with Egypt. All right, you shot in the dark choosing Egypt? Yeah. John... Great shot in the dark. You got it right. So this, the thing is, except Madagascar, all three of these countries, Canada, Armenia, and Egypt, have something to do with this person and his upbringing. So Rafi was born in Cairo, Egypt, but it was two Armenian parents who fled Turkey during the Armenian genocide. So they are of Armenian descent, fled to Egypt. And then um, at some point in, uh, well, in 1958, I actually, uh, you know, at some point when they were, mm-hmm. when Rafi was very young, moved to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The name Rafi, by the way, Rafi Kavukian. Kavukian would have given away at least the Armenian part, mm-hmm. but um, Rafi came from an Armenian artist. Uh, I'm sorry, an Armenian <laughs> um, uh, author who his mother really liked. and. Um, was a leading figure in in the 19th century American, I keep saying American, Armenian literature. Makab Malik Hakobian is this author's name, but his pen name was Rafi. And so that is where we got the name hmm. Rafi for our child, ultimately. So there you go. But yeah, technically yeah. he's technically he's Egyptian as well as Armenian yeah. and probably has a Canadian residency. So <laughs> uh, a multicultural person Rafi is. So there you go. Nice job, John. One for one. So I got true or false for you. Yes, thank you. The members of Sharon, Lois, and Bram are Canadian. True or false? True or false? So see now this, I, again, I don't think I looked anything up and I don't think you told me this, but I do think they are known as being from Canada. Now, does that make them Canadian necessarily? I, I like they could have moved to Canada, but I'm not going to overthink it. Um, I'm just going to say true. I'm going to say that, yes, Sharon, Lois, and Bram, these members are Canadian. Oh, man, I should have overthought it. Two out of the three are. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, that's you didn't say that. You didn't say all three members. You just said the members. That's two. Yeah, meaning all. You got to specify that next time, John. I'm going to take this one. If we tie, if you if I lose or we tie, I'm going to I'm going to come back to this. Sharon and Bram are both from Canada and Lois is actually from Chicago and they started in Toronto as well. No way. So your your odds of being a, a big child singer for children, not looking good since you're not living in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, or Canada in general. Because it's funny because actually Rafi, um, it's it's this must be the the Canadian version of it. He migrate. He in fact hitchhiked from Toronto to Vancouver in order to make it big as a musician, and that's when he <laughs> that's where he did most of his recording. But um, yeah, Canada is apparently where it's at. <laughs> All right, so two-thirds are Canadian, one is a Chicagoan, and um, mm-hmm. I missed it. So you're one for one, I'm 0 for one, and number two on Rafi here. Um, I already mentioned that uh, Baby Beluga is Rafi's biggest song, pretty much without contest. Um, so the song Baby Beluga was inspired by a real beluga named Kavna, 
whom Rafi met at the Vancouver Aquarium because he went to Vancouver to get famous. In 2006, how was this beluga honored? Was she A, put on Canadian postage stamps, B, put on a special edition of the Canadian Quarter, C, had a statue built at the Vancouver Aquarium, or D, she was fed 40 pounds of cheeseburgers? <laughs> I'm thinking either the postage stamp or the aquarium, the statue. Mm-hmm. We got postage stamp, we got Canadian quarter, we got statue at the aquarium, or the 40 pounds of cheeseburger. I'm going to go with the postage stamp. She was put on Canadian postage stamps. You locking it mm -hmm. in, John? I am. Two for two, my friend. You're killing it. Keep it going. See, you're just going to put it completely out of reach so I don't have to complain about that first question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kavna was uh, the most famous of the beluga whales at the aquarium, largely due to this song. Um, visitors would come all the time to see this this uh, beluga. 30 million people, it's estimated, came to see Kavna throughout mm. her long life. In fact, she passed away. It's been 10 years now. 2012, she passed away. She was 46 years old. The average beluga lifespan is 25 to 30 years. So she lived a very wow. long life. The entire thing was 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 in captivity. And so I know there's probably some mixed feelings about that, but she did have a long life. She did. Uh, she was adored by many and, and, and she was the obviously the uh, inspiration for a song that uh, many that, you know, generations know and love. Yeah. Uh, Rafi, that is, got a chance to actually meet Kavna up close and personal. This was in 1979, got like a kind of like go with a trainer and see it. And what he said is, quote, she had a profound impact on me when I met her. Kavna even came out of the water and placed a gentle, graceful kiss on my cheek. And I couldn't stop talking <laughs> about it for a couple of weeks. So clearly it, it really moved uh, Rafi and he ended mm -hmm. up writing the song and it became a big hit. And I'm sure he's very grateful to this beluga and would have fed her 40 pounds of cheeseburger if he had the chance and if that was healthy. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe. So there you go, John, man, nicely done. Two for mm -hmm. two. And I'm, I'm just trying to keep pace. Let's see if I can go one for two. <laughs> what year did their first album come out? Okay. 1978, 1984, 1990, or 1993? Very nice. Very nice. Wow. 78, 84, 90, or 93. So Rafi, Rafi, I just mentioned 79 is when he was inspired to write Baby Beluga. I actually don't know when his first album came out, but he was he was huge in the in the especially the 80s and 90s. Was this the same for Sharon Lois and Bram? <sighs> I really want to choose the earliest one. And I don't know why exactly. I think for some reason when I hear the name, it just 70s popped to mind. And so for that reason, I'm just gonna choose 1978. Oh, yeah. Yep. 1978 is when their first album came out. Like I said, they, they started in Toronto. Uh, that's where they uh, recorded and everything. Their first album was called One Elephant Du Elephants. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I love that. They, they, they are in, you know, Toronto, Ontario. So, yes, you know. Yes, Uh-huh. Got to get the French in there. That's great. So, you know, it's funny because... So Skidamarinky Dinky Dinky said is probably what they're most known for. I'm not, hopefully I'm not spoiling any questions. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that's one, probably one of their biggest. Part of the reason I ask is, you know, as far as you know, it was an original song. And as I'm looking through Rafi's greatest hits, as I was going through a lot of these, you know, mm -hmm. songs like Down by the Bay, I was like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a Rafi song. Right. And turns out it's, it's actually not, it's a, you know, it's a popular cultural song. 
but he, at least for me and my siblings, like we know it from, mm-hmm. uh, from Rafi. In fact, I can see the watermelon so clearly every time he sings, <laughs> uh, yeah, where the watermelon grows. Skidder Marinky Dinky Dink, that's genius. And it's funny too, because both those songs, Skidder Marinky Dinky Dink, <laughs> and uh, what was I just talking about? Uh, Down by the Bay, both of those are mm-hmm. also like campfire songs that I sang growing up. Yeah. Gosh, I'm going to start, I'm a camp director, gosh dang it. <laughs> I'm going to start singing Baby Beluga at campfires. We're going to do it. We're going to make this big. Oh, Coco Melon. Do you know Coco Melon by chance? I've heard of it. Coco Melon. Your, your little Charlie is going to be all about Coco Melon in, in maybe in a few months to a year. I mean, it, it's very possible that Coco Melon will be out of favor and something else. You're right. Oh, you mean me? Time. You're talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> no, not you. You don't live in Toronto. You're right. I got to move to Toronto first. Uh, Coco Melon did a skid Rinky Dinky Dink. And if you don't know the Coco Melon, man, every, every toddler, every child under the age of two is obsessed. So there you go. All right, maybe we'll do a Coco Melon episode next. <laughs> so uh, luckily I got that one to keep close. I'm one for two, you're two for two. Let's see if you can mm-hmm. go three for three. How, sorry, what is the name that Rafi has given to adults who grew up listening to him? So this is like in current times. What does Rafi call adults who grew up listening to him? Are they A, Rafi Radicals, B, Beluga Grads, C, Rafi's Kids, or D, Beluga Believers? Out of curiosity, does Rafi have any kids of his own? <laughs> I do not know, actually. I clearly didn't do a deep enough dive. You're, you're thinking if he had kids of his own, he probably wouldn't call them Rafi kids? Right. Rafi's kids. <laughs> I will look quickly. No, actually, I, as far as I know, he doesn't have kids. I didn't come across that anywhere. Don't quote me on that, but I did not come across that in anything in my research. I'm also kind of thinking on Beluga grads. I think I'm just going to go Beluga grads. Beluga grads? You just feeling that yep. one or what? I am. Yep. Oh, okay, John, you are three for three, John. <laughs> you are just on fire, baby. Man, you're just, you're just nothing but netting them. Yeah. yeah, Beluga grads, which I love that. And John, you and I are Beluga grads. Like when I was first researching this, I was like, oh, that's so cool that people get to be Beluga grads. And I was like, wait a minute. It's anyone who grew up <laughs> listening to Rafi. I'm a Beluga grad. So when he talks about the song Baby Beluga, there's a quote from him, Rafi where he says, it took my career to a whole new level. And recently, in recent years, in concert, I've heard a whole new generation who I call Beluga grads. So he hears adults singing along <laughs> to his songs. These are ki- these are adults who bring their kids to his concerts now, and they all mm-hmm. sing together. My my strongest recommendation of today, if you get nothing else from my Rafi information, if you grew up on Rafi, do yourself a favor and look up the duet he did in 2020 with Yo-Yo Ma. Okay, Yo-Yo Ma is the famous cellist. He did a duet during the pandemic in 2020. This was the 40th anniversary of the song Baby Beluga. I think and I saw that. Did you see it? Yeah, it probably I think so. There's a good chance it, it maybe went viral or semi-viral during the pandemic because it was sort of when people were discovering, oh, we can make music by I'm here mm-hmm. and you're there and we just record our sound together. Um a Yo-Yo Ma does an excellent cello on it and like imitates beluga sounds on it. It's just amazing watching him work. But B, Rafi adds in a special verse literally just for the beluga grads, literally just for adults who grew up listening to him. (laughs) And it really touched me when I heard it. And I just highly suggest anyone who grew up on Rafi, uh, go watch that video and and see if it, see if it touches your heart in the same way. All right. Okay. Beluga grads. Let's, uh, let's see, John, man, you're, you're putting the pressure on me. We got number three for Sharon Lois and Bram. 
So how many different shows did they have? So they, they didn't just do uh, tapes at the time or CDs uh-huh. now or MP3s, mm-hmm. but they actually did uh, did shows. So did they do one, two, three, or four shows? Now, John, I've learned- Like TV shows. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to make a joke that I learned my lesson from the first question. Are these just TV shows? Are they radio shows? Now I have to ask clarification if it doesn't <laughs> include the words. Man, that's a great question. Um because as, as far as I know, Rafi, I'm sure he made many TV appearances, but I don't believe he had a show. So this is very cool. Mm-hmm. How many different shows did they have? I, part of me is like, is this a trick question? Is it only one? But, and it may be, but I don't, I have a feeling since you put this question in, they probably had multiple shows. Man, four would be a lot. I'm I'm going to say two. I'm going to say they, they, they had an original one and then they did a second one for some reason a few years later. So I'm just going to say two. Yeah. Was I kind of <laughs> yep. right on my reasoning? Uh, yeah, they did one in the uh, 80s uh, that aired on the, the CBC, uh, which mm-hmm. is the Canadian broadcast channels. Uh-huh. Um, but that aired in the U.S. on Nickelodeon cool. um, through 96. And then in the late 90s, uh, they did another show that started on CBC and then in the U.S. was on the, the Learning Channel. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Back when the learning channel was ran by PBS and actually you could learn stuff from it. Wait, is PBS not, not learnable anymore? No, it's uh, TLC. The learning channel isn't ran by PBS anymore. Oh, the learning. I see. PBS is still, still obviously very good, but right. Yeah. I understand. I understand. So I'll be honest, I just for the first time actually Googled them and I'm not going to look into anything deep, I promise for the last, so I don't spoil anything. I just wanted to get an image. <laughs> Here are a few thoughts coming to mind. If, if you don't know who Sharon Lewis and Bram are, you should Google them also. But the, the guy, what is the guy? Is that Bram? Yeah. The, the male. He looks like mm-hmm. Raffi. He looks he like Raffi. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, uh, you know, they're dudes with beards. It's a, it's mm-hmm. it's similar enough there's also well i'll save i'll save this point for later but they're they're pictured with a bunch of elephants i wanted to google them because when you mentioned nickelodeon in the u.s i mean i grew up on nickelodeon i watched a ton of nickelodeon so i, mm-hmm. I wanted to see if they looked familiar they the imagery kind of rings a bell but they they must not have been a a super part of my childhood i must maybe yeah. i just saw them from time to time on nick when i was very young i'm not entirely sure yeah maybe all right, very good, very good. Well, man, John, I I expected you to just slosh me on this, but I'm I'm keeping the pressure on. Unfortunately, I've given you a true or false question for the next one, so I'm not helping myself out. True or false? Rafi turned down an opportunity to play at Madison Square Garden in New York. Is that true or is that false? I'm gonna say true. You ready to lock it in? I am. John, you're four for four. Nicely done. Yeah, man, I thought about, should I make this a trick question and say he turned down some other place? But I just, I really just wanted to share this fact. He turned down a very lucrative offer to perform at Madison Square Garden, which is, you know, one of the biggest, <laughs> you know, one of the hugest venues in in the world, really. Uh, one of the most prestigious, uh, if you get mm-hmm. a chance to play Madison Square Garden. He, in his autobiography, he said that it was because he just preferred to play in small, intimate settings. And he felt that Madison Square Garden was too large for him to connect with children. So that's part of why I wanted to include that question is it's, it, he was doing it for the right reasons. You know, he could have right. just taken the paycheck and done whatever, but he truly, if he was doing his art, which was making music, he wanted it to have the mm-hmm. purpose of connecting 
with kids. In fact, I'll do a quick plug of a podcast that I really enjoy listening to, even though, John, I think we have a rule where we don't plug other podcasts, but I'm breaking, <laughs> it's a rule I set and I break all the time. It's called Creative Pep Talk. And the host is a, a, a dude named Andy J. Pizza. And he just did an episode talking about how um, for creative types, you have to have a balance between not just trying to be unique and trying to put something out that's original, but also mm -hmm. something that serves a purpose, something that has function to it. You know, that is, to him, that is the definition of what art is. So it's it's your most creative and original idea, but it also serves a purpose. And I think the reason this comes to mind is I think Rafi just, this really exemplifies that he felt his music had a purpose and that was right. sharing it with kids and in a live sense, sharing it in a way that connects with them, not for him to be on a big stage where kids are way far away and totally unplugged from the whole thing. So, right. you know, that's my takeaway from it. And, uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, gosh dang it, Rafi, thank you for being you. <laughs> All right, so you you're keeping it going, man. Four for four. Yep. I'm gonna put a lot. I'm gonna put the pressure on you and say you you have a chance to go perfect. But we gotta we gotta go to my number four question first. What animal is their main puppet? Oh, I spoiled this one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this makes number one even. What are my choices? <laughs> Horse, dog, giraffe, or elephant? It's elephant, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Give me those dings. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny because I thought, I literally thought about it as I was Googling. I was like, what am I really going to see in a picture of them that's going to spoil something? You know, I already know there's three of them. Oh, man. All right. Well, I mean, well, and, and I specifically didn't tell you the name of their first show, which is The Elephant Show. Their first show was literally called The Elephant Show. So it was about mm -hmm. this main this main elephant puppet. Yeah. But you did say their first album. What was it? Mm -hmm. That had the didn't that had the word elephant in it? Did I yeah, make that up? One elephant, the elephant. All right. So I'd like to think <laughs> that I would have chosen elephant regardless, but we can't reverse time and choose it. And so I'm gonna. I, mine was <laughs> mine was more egregious. I'm gonna admit to that. But I think at the very least we've evened out the playing field with that. <laughs> sure. So let's see what happens. We'll discuss it if it comes down to it. But I just went three for four by cheating. You are four for four mostly <laughs> by. Well, actually, you're four for four entirely by mm -hmm. through through honest ways. So there's no knocking your four on four. It's whether it's whether I'm actually four for four or three for four, but um, I'm not going to fight it too much. Uh, all right. Number five. Let's see if we can get our first five for five performance in quite a while. I think maybe I had the last one. I don't remember what it was for, but um, John, I'm, yeah. I'll be honest. I'm rooting for you, man. What subject does Rafi tackle in his 2013 non-children's book? So he had, you know, he had sing-along books. He had mm -hmm. children's books, things like that. Um, he wrote a non-children's book in 2013. Which subject did it tackle global warming, social media reform, endangered species protection, or concertinas? I doubt it was about concertinas. <laughs> However, that would be quite funny if it was. But that's what I was going to say is that when, what I did see in the Sharon Lois and Bram thing that I, it, there is, there's a picture of Bram playing a concertina. It's a, mm -hmm. it's like a fake one. It's a cut out one. I don't, I, maybe he played a real one, but uh, yes, that, that was what the thought I was going to share. So you're thinking it's not <laughs> concertina here. What are you thinking? Yes. Social media was around in 2013, but it wasn't the huge thing it is now, both from a people using it and the issues it can cause. So that kind of leaves global warming and endangered species protection. The fact that he has, you know, the affinity with the beluga, Kavna, and everything. I'm going to go with endangered species protection. 
Endangered species protection. You want to lock it in, John? You're going five for five. You don't want to second guess it? Yep, going for it. Endangered species protection is... Incorrect. I'm so sorry. This was a tricky, and I knew this one would be the hardest question regardless because your logic was absolutely right, except that it was social media reform and it was it was ahead of its time, which is part of why I wanted to include this question. Okay. Um, and, you know, to be fair, I, I kind of threw in tough endangered species would be the one that I probably would have picked as well. But yeah, in 2013, he published a book. It was called Light Web, Dark Web. Three Reasons to Reform Social Media Before It Reforms Us. And, <laughs> you know, it examines both the benefits and the dangers present on the internet and in social media. And again, this is nine years ago uh, when right. it was, I feel like it was really just starting. It was really, um, the, the spark light behind it was an unfortunate death by suicide of a young teenager named Amanda <laughs> Todd. She lived in Vancouver, which is what ultimately became uh, Rafi's hometown. And it really, mm -hmm. it really affected him. You know, she, she was the, the story was that she ended up uh, dying by suicide as a result of online bullying. And, um, and I did, you know, even just, even as I was researching that, I do kind of remember that that was sort of when it was starting to come, come up more often that subject. Mm -hmm. um, but it even took him as far as to partner with a, uh, he, he has a nonprofit called Rafi Foundation for Child Honoring. And uh, along with some other nonprofits, he co-founded what was called the Red Hood Project, which was a movement for consumer protection for children online that launched mm -hmm. in, uh, in 2012 and then was followed by the book. So yeah, I, I think that's amazing because right now I'm like, oh my gosh, we need social media reform. He was talking about it nine years ago. Right. Rafi does champion other causes, including global warming. In 2007, he wrote and recorded a song called Cool It about global warming and it was a call to action on global warming. He also supported Bernie Sanders in 2016 and wrote a song called Wave of Democracy. So he uses his his voice and his music for uh, for other reasons other than just Good. entertaining children. And, and I, I applaud that for sure. I'm sorry, John, that you didn't go perfect. And now, now that makes it, it to where, let's see what happened. Let's see if I get the last one right. Because I'm three for four right now. You're four for five. Let's see if we have controversy mm -hmm. or not. What award have they earned? Ooh. The Nobel Prize, the Grammy, an Emmy, or an Order of Canada? Order of Canada. Oh, man. I, I, I assume that's a very real award. And, I, and, I, and, and there's, not an, there's not an all of the above. Ooh, man, this is a good question, John, because, you know, if we're going big, like a Nobel Prize, I mean, they could have won a Nobel Prize for, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what the various things they give out, but I know like artists and literature and whatnot, they they receive Nobel Prizes. I would love to think that they earned a Grammy, you know, they, they as far as I know, for quite a while, they've been giving out Grammys for children's songs, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. Emmy, because they've had a TV show too. They could have won, and they're Canadian. John, they could have won any of these. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, I, I am going to give my best guess. I really am. But part of me wants to miss it just so that we don't have controversy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, this is what I actually want to choose. I think it's a little bit going out on a limb, but I'm going to say, gosh dang it, I'm going to say they won a Nobel Prize. I'm, I'm doing it. Okay, all right. That was too far-fetched. They, they have earned honors as being a part of the Order of Canada. Order of um, Canada. Well, wow, no Grammys or Emmys, though. Too bad. Not that I know of. Yeah. Um, and my guess is Rafi also has been a part of the Order of Canada. I would guess um, so, too. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of think of it like the Canadian version of being knighted, in a way. Like, it, it, 
the queen is the head of the order of Canada. You know, you just have to be Canadian to be inducted into it. It was started in 1967 and to date, or I guess this is as of two years ago, uh, there's been 7,200 people inducted. That's cool. Um, Justin Bieber got his yet or no? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, But I mean, it allows you to, I guess, have a herald, you know, like a coat of arms type thing officially. There's a council that puts names forward. So, yeah. I do wonder if Rafi has it. I, I wonder if you have to be born in Canada. I would I would assume that Rafi has Canadian oh, that's citizenship. that's true. Um, but he, he may not have so, this award because he, because he wasn't born in Canada. Right. So, Sharon oh. and Bram both are official, where Lois is an honorary member. Interesting. So, so Lois maybe never became a citizen because I am looking and Rafi is part of the order of Canada as of 1983. So he probably is a citizen. He's also a order of British Columbia, which is specific to just the BC area, obviously. And Mm -hmm. this one I was excited about. He won the Fred Rogers integrity award. Uh, This was given by Mm. the campaign for a commercial free childhood. And um, yeah, anything with Fred Rogers name on it is a pretty big honor. I'm sure Rafi enjoyed winning that one. Mm. And he's considered Canada's all-time children's champion. I love that (laughs) title. That's not even a title, but I I like that a lot. Well, I'm glad that I missed that. I went three Mm -hmm. for four. You went four for five, um, despite any controversy or lack thereof. Here's what I'm going to put out. You know, like, they say you should put you. They should put your dreams out there. You should put your visions mm-hmm. out there. I've always been one that didn't. It was bad at setting goals. But this this podcast has been a great platform to me to for me to to talk about my children's project. Not so much in a marketing way. I mean, clearly that like if when when and if this thing launches, I'm going to talk about it more here. But right. more in a I'm talking about it, so that helps motivate me to put it out more. My goal. Mm-hmm is to get a Rafi collaboration when Gouda Wuda <laughs> becomes big enough that I can reach Rafi. And maybe I don't even have to get big enough. Maybe I just have to have some stuff out there and he just has to see that my heart's in it. And uh, yeah. that I'm going to I'm gonna channel Rafi and I'm going to do it for the kids and I'm going to put my heart into it. And uh, and hopefully you'll be seeing Rafi and I on a screen together singing either Baby Beluga or, or, <laughs> or Dogs Go Bark, which is one of my Gouda Wuda songs. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, congratulations. It's a pleasure coming on with you every week. So grateful to our uh, to our listeners, to our patrons. We are on Patreon and um, and we would love your support. We But we will take your support in whatever form that is, which includes oh, yeah. listening to it. My thank yous to you for listening and making us what we are. So really yes. appreciate you loggers. It's the Lack of Genius Podcast in your ear holes at last. They don't know they're Mars and Venus. That's why it's the Lack of Genius Podcast. I'm a camp director, gosh dang it.